all those are watching online and also those that are here at the church. Uh, so today, Stan and I are switching the times. Um, I'm going to be doing the 1030 service. He's taking the 930 service. And so, Lord, I just ask in the name of Jesus, you just speak to Stan, uh, show him the right words to say, uh, speak to his heart, help us to have our hearts open to receive the word of God, and also to make changes in our life and to walk out differently, because that's what you want, is all of us to be closer to you, be more and more like you every every time we come to church. So, Lord, bless him, anoint him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, in Jesus' name. Amen. By the way, we were late getting started this morning. I'm not going to say whose fault it was or anything. I was here on time. It was not me. Yeah, Stan had to blow his nose. That's what the real thing is. So, Leslie comes to me this morning and she says, Can we switch? Can I go first? And then, of course, more people show up. Well... So I'm going first. So this morning, Lord, we say, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name, for thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. Lord, we ask you now to speak to our hearts. Look at our hearts. Help us to look at our hearts. And if there be any way that is displeasing to you, or if there be any way where we can do better in pleasing you, we ask you to show us and help us to walk the talk. Help us to walk in your shoes this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so here's the way these sermons work. One lady said, but I thought you were talking to me. Of course, my answer is, uh, I thought I was talking to myself, because a really good sermon is talking to everybody, especially when delivers. See, I get the sermon three times. I get the sermon when I prepare it. Then I get the sermon when I deliver it here. Then I get the sermon for the next week from my wife, <laughs> especially this one. So that's what we've been talking about today is walk the talk. This is straight out of the Friday night Bible study, as this is what I was directed to speak on this morning. So Friday night in the Bible study, we actually went through Romans 12, 13, and I think even 14. But this had some really famous verses in it. As a matter of fact, if you're looking for some good verses to memorize in this chapter, there's some of them to memorize. So we'll go through it. So Paul is speaking to the Romans. He says, I beseech you. In other words, I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice. Hold, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Our bodies. What's he saying? He's saying that means the eye gate, the ear gate, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, all of those. Those are supposed to be a living Sacrifice. Now, what does it mean, sacrifice? Well, you kill the animal because you did bad. But in this case, it's supposed to be that the flesh is being denied. We're not doing what the flesh wants us to do. So that's the sacrifice. In other words, instead of drinking, we're not drinking. Or instead of smoking or smoking dope or taking pills, whatever your vice is, and by the way, the devil knows what our vice is. Yep. 
He knows what we've stepped in, and he wants to invite us to step in it again. Amen. Right? So he says, I'm asking you, that's the way we would say it, I'm asking you to present your body as a living sacrifice. I'm asking you to keep your body clean. That's as in body, soul, and spirit. But he's specifically talking about the body here. Present your body as a living sacrifice, holy. Now, what's holy? Leslie, one of the things she's always talking about is, are we blameless? What's blameless? That means that we're walking in such a way to where even Jesus could not find anything wrong with us. I told you I'm talking to myself this morning. Anyone, I remember when I was riding home from church when I was a child, mom or dad would turn to the other, each other and say, boy, he sure stepped on some toes today. Well, it used to be that America was famous for hellfire and brimstone coming from the pulpits. And we had holiness in the streets. Today we have hellfire and brimstone in the streets we don't have holiness in the pulpits. Think about that. We need to bring hellfire and brimstone back to the pulpit so we can have holiness in the streets. <laughs> Present our bodies a living sacrifice holy. Now these next three words, those are big words. Acceptable unto God. If Jesus were to walk in here right now, the unlearned would say, Oh, boy, Jesus coming into our service. But I've discovered that the closer we get to God, the more we find out how sinful we are. Yes. I remember when I was first around Dimitri Dude, when he was just coming to town. To, well, I'll tell you, I, Leslie loves me to tell this story. So we had, He had already come to Topeka and uh, stayed with us in our home for two weeks in Topeka, Kansas. Kansas? It's a state in the United States. It's Kansas. Center, center part of the... Okay. So now he is coming to visit us in Omaha. Now, when he was first coming, I, I was thinking, oh boy, you know, a real prophet of God. But then after being around him a little bit and discovering that a real prophet is a fearful thing, a real prophet sometimes will bring correction. Yes. So anyway, I picked him up at the airport. And so I walked up. And of course, hugging Dimitri was like hugging a telephone pole. He didn't hug back. It was like, you hug him, he was like... <laughs> he didn't hug, hug back. You know, they're just cold people. And Michael even explained to me, he said, you have to understand. He says, you know, they, they live a hard life. And he said, they're just, they're hard people. They're just cold people. Anyway, so I, I offered to pick up his luggage, and I was carrying it in his bag, but he didn't let me pick it up. He says, Stunny, that's what he called me, Stunny, I saw you on the plane. God showed me a vision of you. Now, the younger Stan would have said, Hot dog. But now the Stan, having been around real prophet, was like, Oh, no. Stunny, I saw you on the plane. I saw you arguing with your wife. Now, wait. Now, this was 1989. Prophecy Club didn't start till 93. And at the time, I had no interest in being in the ministry. Never thought I would be. 
Frankly, I thought God was a bad paycheck. I didn't want no bad paycheck. I want to be worth a million, you know. So I didn't want to have anything to do with that ministry stuff. But God had other plans. I saw you arguing with your wife. Yes, we sometimes argue. No, no. Never, never argue. Amen. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. You're going to have to cut that part out. That amen came from the female side of the Johnson family. I need some more air on me. It's warm up here. Ain't him that over there. There, that's better. No, never. Oh, okay. All right. I got it. So I picked up the suitcase. We went on to the car, got in the car, through the sat down, and Michael turns to me and he says, Stan, I don't think you understood what he was saying. I got it. No, I don't think you understand. He says, Michael, or I mean, Dimitri flies all across America every week, different places. He's gone all the time. And he comes home and he says, and the washer doesn't work or the hair conditioner's gone out or the plumbing is leaking or something. The washer doesn't work, you know. And he says, he sits down, he's tired, and he says, my grandmother, his wife, comes in and just, you're gone all the time, and all these things don't work. He just sits there. (laughs) By the way, don't listen to this, Leslie. You need to leave the room for a little while. (laughs) I'm telling you, I get get these sermons repeated to me. You said... Don't you remember? Don't you remember saying that? I have a bad memory. Remember, I don't hear two guys. Anyway, so and my my grandma will come in and just just chew on him. Just he just sits there. He just takes it. Not a word back. Never argues. I'm thinking, huh? <laughs> Doesn't live with that. My wife. No, I mean, <laughs> it's impossible. Are you not listening to me? We've had a couple of arguments. Oh, maybe. (laughs) 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 A couple. A couple. And I can tell you who wins. (laughs) (laughs) I like what Sean said. My son Sean. He had been married for two or three months. Dad, I learned something today. What's that, son? He says, I learned that there's a time in a marriage when you have to apologize when you don't think you did anything wrong. Yeah. 
What was it? What was it just the other day? What was it? Oh, 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 okay. So, in my, I, if it wasn't this, it was a good example. So, my desk is here. There's another desk here. And then on the other side of that is the printer. Now, the printer makes noise. So, it's in a cabinet. And the doors close like this. Leslie can't seem to close this door. So I'm on the phone, or I'm trying to listen to something, and she's printing. She, I mean, she burns that printer up. I print two or three pages a year. She prints two, 20 or 30 a day. And so I'm all the time having to go over and clean that, or close the door. Oh, I know what it was. I, I'll get to that one, too. I'll get to that one, too. So I said, honey, could, could you close the door, you know, on the printer? Could you, you, when you get done, could you close the door? Well, you could say it nicely. I thought, I can only speak English. <sighs> Dearest. <laughs> honey. You must be married. Now, you, you folks are not married. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for you. You haven't learned these lessons. So now I'll tell you the exact situation it was. So <clears throat> can you go out and get me another ream of paper for the printer? This was Thursday or Friday? Thursday or Friday? You don't remember? She says it's your story. <laughs> I'm letting you die up there, you know. <laughs> so I went out and I brought in a ream of paper, you know, like that, 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 okay. And she starts opening it up. And I said, you know, <clears throat> we already have three open reams of paper that you've opened before. And they're right there by the printer. They're on the floor, right in front of that door that's open, okay. I mean, it's like this far in front of the door. You've got to step over it to get to the printer. Now, I didn't say that. I didn't say, oh, if I'd have said that, I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> and see, I said, hon, you know, there's, we already got paper right there. Why, why, I, you don't need me to get any more paper. You could have said it nicely. <laughs> okay. And there's some paper down right by the printer. It's already there. We didn't really. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. I don't either. <laughs> Somebody said, no, I don't understand. I don't understand. Here, here's what we do. We click at the heels, salute out the way. This No, we click at the heels, bow. Then we salute. Prophet Leslie, what can I do for you now? Okay, back to the scriptures. Those are the scriptures. <clears throat> I beseech you, therefore, by the mercies of God. See, that's what I need. I need to have mercies from Leslie. You know, Lou says the voice of God in his home has a Korean accent. The voice of God in my home has a southern accent. 
Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So that's what it is. She's just trying to get me to do her reasonable service. Thank you. We noticed no one else said amen, though. Oh, we have a second. We have a second. I'm loved by... No, don't don't put up the third one. Don't. Be not conformed to this world, but do as your wife said. No, I mean, but, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Meaning, when we walked according to the world, when we were conformed, be not conformed to the world. That means we shouldn't look like them, talk like them, act like them, dress like them. You know, I can't imagine a Christian going to a Beyonce concert. I just, I can't imagine that. But yet they'll, they'll pay, I don't know, what does it cost to go to $50, dollars to go to Beyonce? More? Okay, from now on, we're going to $700 a ticket for every one of the Sunday morning services. Yeah, in your dreams. And it's basically a satanic service. I mean, I haven't been there, but do I have to really go? And because I caught something on TV someplace where they were talking about Beyonce and People were walking in wearing silver dresses or gold dresses and dressing like Beyonce. My guess is Beyonce has not been praying to Jesus, has not been trying to dress like Jesus. And so because Beyonce has not been dressing by Jesus, I don't want to dress like Beyonce for two reasons. One is that she's not dressing like Beyonce and I don't want to dress like a woman. I, she is a woman, right? <laughs> you don't, don't know, you know. Maybe she is, maybe she isn't. <clears throat> Be not conformed to this world. Those are big words. We don't want to be like them. We don't, we don't admire them. I don't admire Joe Biden. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. When we received Jesus, if you haven't received Jesus, then when you receive Jesus, it changes you. He changes your attitude. He changes your mind. All of a sudden, and by the way, the closer you get to him, the more he starts changing you. You'll discover, I know some of you are going to hear agree, have you ever gone back and listened to some of that music you used to like? And you went, ah, oh, how did I listen to it? Wasn't I paying attention? Wasn't, did I not listen to the words? Did I not notice the beat is wrong? I'm looking at Eric because Eric's got a story. He'd come up here and tell about Leslie telling him, he was listening to some bad music. Rap music, right? Rap music? Was that rat music or rap music? Anyway. We go back and we listen. And here's another thing. 
you'll find yourself watching a movie that you watched years ago and you think, I remember watching a Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, yeah, Fistful of Dollars or something like that. I don't remember seeing that naked woman in it. But I was just watching it back and I thought, I mean, we see differently. We hear differently. And uh, there's been times where Leslie and I walked out of a movie. I said, what's that, what's that, what's that, what's that one about? Waiting to exhale? No, no, nobody here. We didn't, you know, sometimes we we didn't know where we were going to. We walked out. I said, I can't can't watch this. And it's not the first time. Same thing on TV. Uh, You're right, trash. Sean came to our house visiting, I guess, for my birthday. So he has uh, access to some of these other channels, you know, like... um, Yeah, yeah, something like that. So he set my computer up. He said, okay, Dad, you know, for a little while you'll be able to use my code and you can watch what you want. I couldn't find anything. Filth. I said to Leslie, I said, I, I can't watch this. I can't watch it. Filth. And then there's been times where, oh, okay, that sounded like a pretty good movie. And I mean, in the first sentence, they have an F-bomb. Yeah. Click off. We don't want to be like the world. We don't want to walk like them, talk like them, act like them, dress like them. Oh, and, and here's something else. I was just complaining to Leslie about it. So I play racquetball. So I go to the gym, and I've noticed the ladies, I tried not to notice, but, you know, they're like a fishing lure. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They, they rub it in our face. I mean, in defense of us men, they rub it in our face. Well, they've come up with these new kind of shorts. I mean, and they pull them up. I mean, it looks like they're put on with a spray gun. And <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to, how to say it, but I mean, it goes into the cracks. All of the cracks. Crack kills. <laughs> I, I said, I don't know what you call it. She says, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking You're not supposed to look. And I said, I, 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 don't, I don't. You know, I, but, but I'm... Having to turn my head all the time, having to turn my head. Filthy. It's like, and by the way, in the same place they got on to the guys because we'd get all sweaty. So we'd take off the, the wet, sweaty shirt, we'd put on a dry shirt. They get on to the guys, they don't want us taking off our shirts and, and switching shirts. We have to now go back to the, the men's room to switch shirts. Well, when are you going to talk to the women? You know, it'd be nice if. You see, the guys, we, we wear old clothes. <laughs> Don't let say, I'm the only one that dressed up to look nice there. Old clothes, you know, they're just sloppy and, and loose-fitting and everything. You know, it'd be nice if the ladies would come up wearing some of that loose-fitting stuff, yeah, you know. We don't want it. Yeah. We don't want it in that world. Yeah. We don't want to be their friends. We want to be friendly. But we don't want to be their friends. We don't go to dinner with them. Okay, we don't. <clears throat> you can't turn out right if you hang out with the wrong people. You can't hang out with the wrong people and turn out right. Can't hang out with the wrong people and turn out right. 
Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When we accept Jesus, what we're accepting is the holy God, perfect love, perfect holiness, and we're asking him to come into our heart and make us holy. Make us like him. How's Psalm 23 say it? You got that down? I know you got 91 down. You got 23 down? You got 20? Close? Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Now what's the next part? He leadeth me into the paths of the devil. He comes into our heart and he helps us to start saying, no, 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 We don't want to be the Beyonce. We don't want to dance like her, walk like her, talk like her, dress like her. We want nothing to do. And, and I'm just picking on Beyonce because that's just, but most all of them out there. <clears throat> By the renewing of our mind that you may pr- prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What does that mean, prove? It means that we walk it out. And that's the title today is Walk the Talk. Don't just say we're a Christian, but actually walk and talk and look and act like a Christian. Now, those are their easy verses. (laughs) Now let's go on. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. That doesn't mean... And you have anything to do with alcohol. In other words, be wise in our thinking. But think soberly, according to God, hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, what is this? To think of himself more highly than he ought to think. <clears throat> is it a problem if we are thinking of ourselves too low? Then we get down to the dumps, down to the doldrums, get down in attitude start losing jobs, start getting behind our bills and losing friends. Was on the other hand, is there a problem if we think too highly of ourselves? So it's important that we be humble, but at the same time try to have a good self-image. Amen? For as many, <clears throat> excuse me, for as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office, so we being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. In another place, Paul says, can the hand say that we don't need the foot? Can the eye say we don't need the mouth? Okay, I mean, in other words, we need all the members of the body to be there working together. But we need to not think more highly of ourselves than we ought, but also we shouldn't think, we shouldn't start getting down depressed either. having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Now, hang on. One of the differences between Leslie and I is Leslie's the prophet. Leslie, she's the spirit. She hears from God. She speaks what... this This is Leslie right here. Second is prophets. One who speaks forth. They edify, they direct, correct, except Leslie, she's not very direct. Direct is good. That's the reason she kept telling the group to say, I love you, Leslie. I love you, Leslie. 
she slaps them left and slaps them right. But here's the thing. They sit there and laugh. They laugh about it. So I don't know how she does. Anyway, they edify, direct, correct, reveal, rebuke, knowledge of the future. They change lives, transfer anointing. They're spirit sensitive. This is what I'm reading from where it says prophets up here. Okay. <clears throat> Whereas me, I'm kind of the, the book guy. I'm the Bible guy. But I think that's good because if two people are the same, one's not necessary. And I think Leslie and I balance each other out. That's what he's saying here is give room in the body of Christ for different offices. Okay, so Eric is the evangelist in the church. Seemed like about every other Sunday he's up here having me pray for somebody to get saved. And he brings more people than the rest of us combined into, into church. He's an evangelist, always talking to people about Jesus. He's generally got some kind of a shirt on that says except Jesus or something like that. <clears throat> Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of faith. When Prophecy Club was only about two months old, Leslie and I went to a full gospel businessman meeting, and Gene Bacon prophesied to us. When he came to me, he, he, he read my mail. I mean, he said, you're going to be doing meetings, meetings in Bible prophecy. And he didn't know. He, he didn't even know my name. He certainly didn't know anything about Prophecy Club. And Prophecy Club only been going two months, maybe even only one. <clears throat> you're going to be doing meetings on Bible prophecy, and people are going to show up. And it's going to grow, and it's going to be an international ministry. I don't remember all the stuff he said, but it was amazing. And I said, Lord, I want to be able to do that. And, well, I guess Leslie and I both gave about 5,000 prophecies, personal prophecies like that. We did 70 crusades, and at the crusade, that's what everybody that attended the crusade got a personal prophecy from a senior prophet. We still do that at our crusades now. But let us prophesy according to our portion of faith or ministry. Let us wait on our ministry. Now, that wait doesn't mean sit down and do nothing. It's kind of like we wait on tables. That doesn't mean that the, the server sits there and just does nothing. It means they go and they serve. So what it's saying is our ministry, let us wait on our ministry. It means let us work and serve and walk toward that goal. That's what it's saying. Wait are ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching. So if you're called to be a teacher, it means you start walking in the direction of being a teacher. If you're called to be a prophet, you do things like take, go to these schools of prophets. As a matter of fact, I, I, I hear that there's, there's people out here in the DFW that put on schools of prophets. Who would that be? Yeah, have you heard of any of those lately? Leslie Johnson right here yesterday morning and then again next Saturday at 8.45. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. Now, what does that mean? How do you give simplicity? What he's saying is give according to the Lord and don't, don't give, the Bible says in another place, we don't give expecting something in return. Give hoping for nothing in return. Simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation. Now, what is that? Here's what it means. 
means don't don't love this person, but I'm not going to love that person. I'm going to love this person, but I'm not going to love. I'm going to love this group, but I'm not going to love that group. Dissimulation means we love all people. Jesus loves everyone equally. And I, here's a here's a shocker. My prayer closet one night, I said, "So, Lord, that means you love Lucifer." The anointing touched me very big as a confirmation. Jesus loves Lucifer. He still judged him. He's still judging him. But he loves Lucifer. He loves all of his creation. He made it. Now, he went wrong, but he made it. Shocking, huh? The love be without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil. <laughs> yeah, that sort of means hate, but it also means avoid. Avoid that which is evil, cleave to that which is good, or hold to that which is good. <clears throat> Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. What does that mean, preferring one another? It means that we ought to have friends that are Christians, not sinners. We ought to be, if we have a problem with, say, drinking or smoking or whatever it is, we don't want to hang with people that have what we're trying to keep off of us. Okay? Now, brother love, honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business. I remember when I got my first job at Gibson's Discount Center in Odessa, Texas, as a sacker, making $1.60 an hour. What's minimum wage now? Anybody know? How much? $7.25. Dollar sixty an hour. And I purposed in my heart that I was going to keep that job. They said, well, we're only hiring you for Christmas help. You'll be on for a month or two, and then after Christmas we'll probably be laying you off. My attitude was, <clears throat> I'm going to work as if the boss is always watching. I'm going to work as hard as I possibly can, be a good worker, and maybe they won't lay me off. Now I was sacking groceries. And to this day, I just went and bought groceries the other day, and I had to sack my own groceries. And I caught myself doing the same thing. I have to get rid of my hands. But get rid of my hands? Empty my hands. But I could, I mean, pick up those cans like that, and I poop, 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 poop. Next one, poop, 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 poop. You know, where you throw from one hand. I was doing that, and I didn't drop anything. Poop. And so I could, I was, I was trying to be the best sacker there. After Christmas, they didn't get rid of me. Matter of fact, shortly after that, they gave me a raise and promoted me out into one of the departments. And I said to myself, I'm going to act like the boss is always looking, and I'm going to outwork those people around me. When I got into door-to-door -door sales, <clears throat> so I looked at what the other people were doing, and they were running about seven appointments per week. They were closing about two or three of the seven appointments. So I said, okay, I know the formula here. We're going to run 14 appointments a week, and then we're going to close about five or six or seven of those. So I started running about 14 appointments a week. After three weeks, I was number one in the nation. The next month, I was number one in the nation. By the end of the year, I was number two salesman in the nation, and I started in February. Everybody else had 30-day jump on me. Just because I'm not going to be slothful in business. Have you heard the saying, you want to under-promise, but over-deliver? 
under promise, but over deliver. It ought to be that the Christian is not ever late. It ought to be that the Christian is the first one there, the last one to leave. If I were working on an assembly line, you hear that uh, the US, United Auto Workers are, 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 what do they call it? Striking. First of all, I would not strike. I would be the guy that said, no, 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 I want the job. I want to work. I would be the, the kicker in the football team that stayed there year after year after year after year. And I wouldn't go to another football organization just because they're offering to pay me more. I would be loyal. I would stay there. And then when it comes time for, me, for my agent to negotiate a higher rate and they finally say no, and so my agent finds me another job in another place, I'd say no. I want to stay right here. I want to kick for this company from now on. I want to, I want to do it right. That would be my attitude. Um, when I went to uh, I, I, I would just say we want to be the first one there, the last one out. We want to be doing the best job. It should not be that the Christian is the one getting fired or laid off. It ought to be the sinner. The Christian ought to be the one that is doing the very, very best that they possibly can. Be not sloth in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. <clears throat> Rejoicing in hope. Rejoicing in hope. We should be, the Christians are supposed to be the ones that are the most blessed, not the least. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. That doesn't mean the seven-year tribulation. It means that when things are not going our way, we're not pitching a fit. Like somebody sent me a video of a guy going into a, a Walmart with a hammer, and he was just busting up everything, breaking glass, just hitting everything with a hammer. He could just, man, at Walmart. You never see a Christian do it. Matter of fact, you shouldn't see a Christian out protesting because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, loosening the angels to do warfare. Our strength is on our knees, fasting and praying. Not holding up signs, don't kill the babies. And, you know, that's, that's not our, our fight. That's the devil's fight. Rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. One of the things that Michael said about Dimitri, he said, you know, he was always talking to God. Personally, I've had 180 guest speakers making 330 DVDs, so I've met some of God's real servants, real big servants. And the really big ones talk to God all the time. It's, he's there close, he's always there. Never leave us, nor forsake us. And, I like what Howard Pittman said when he died and <clears throat> went up to the pearly gates and he was talking to an angel and Howard says, I want to talk to God. I want to ask for more, more time. I want to ask for more life. The angel said, talk. He's listening. <laughs> That's the problem. He's listening all the time. Every thought, every word, every deed. The Bible says that he knows the reins of the heart, the insides. He knows what we're thinking. He know, now, now think about this. He knows the name of every person alive on the planet today. 
Not only that, but he hears every word, knows every thought, every deed of every person. So they say some 8 billion people are on the planet. But the truth is, he knows every word, every deed, from Adam all the way to when Jesus returns. He knows it all. And he's in control of it all. Distributing to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality. Distributing to the necessity of saints means that in a Christian church, there shouldn't be a brother or sister that is really hurting, that is really trying. And I think that there's a time where God has tried to get a hold of them. And I understand that. But we should be helping where we can help. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that they rejoice. Weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind, one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. We probably ought to stop and talk about that one. A Christian doesn't try to get even. I heard it once said, one person said, I don't try to get even, I try to get ahead. Not a Christian. Christian, we're putting the other person first. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible... As much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. We've got some memory verses here today. These, these are really, really famous verses. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. Don't be an avenger. Don't go. I heard the saying that said, when one goes looking for revenge, before they set out on the trail, first dig two graves. One for yourself and one for the person you're trying to kill. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. Now, what, 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 what we're trying to say here is, is don't be angry. And I say that because if you read on, it says, For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. So he's saying, don't get angry, don't get upset, don't be a short temper. Don't think, I mean, I, I can remember a person saying, I've got a temper. You're going to get me mad. Have you ever heard somebody say that? I've got a temper. You better look out. I've got a temper. You don't want to see my temper. Problem? Big problem. I've never heard anybody say, I'm patient. I'm very kind. I'm very loving. You better look out. Made the point, right? We should not be bragging about things that are not walking with Christ. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, this is, this is, I'm going to end with this one. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire in his head. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. We know, as prophecy students, that America is in deep trouble. We know that great problems are about to hit us. And you know what? We're going to remember that. If your enemy hungers, we're going to feed him. If he thirsts, we're going to give him a drink. Clean water. We're not trying to heap coals of fire on his head. 
but we're simply trying to overcome evil with good. When they've shown us evil, we're going to show them love. We're going to be kind, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Now, see, I had more people show up than you will. No. <laughs> However, I'm stopping on time. Start on time, stopping on time. Look, at, I need all the help I can get, okay? I mean, I'm married to a pretty perfect woman. Lord, we thank you for the word this morning. We ask you to help us to walk it out. Help us to be long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Help us to walk in your shoes. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. Welcome to Spirit of Potsy Church. Uh, we're glad that you're here joining us and also those that are watching online and that'll watch maybe later on in line. And, and here's my son. Any cute? Because usually it's my little great kids. <laughs> I call him. He's my spiritual son. But it's all right. But for, you know, for your wedding, I pretended I was your mom. So now we're connected like, the, you know, and I, I know we even practiced the dance and it was great. It was wonderful. Yeah. I said, I'm not getting out there in front of everybody unless you and I practice first. We did. And we did. Absolutely. Yeah. And I bet the rest of them wish that they had practiced it, but they did. Anyway, good morning, everybody. I was just telling the church here, I said uh, yesterday, which today is September what? 24th. So yesterday, I guess um, many people, Christians around the world, it was supposed to be, they were supposed to be raptured out. So you're still here. Didn't happen. You know, we are not pre-trip here, so we didn't pay any attention to it. But, yeah, but Sean called me yesterday. And he goes, Mom, I'm still here. Are you? And I said, well, yes. And he goes, well, we were supposed to be raptured out today. I was like, oh, I didn't know. And, uh, and a funny story, when Sean was just young, um, in 1988, uh, we were driving from Manhattan, Kansas, to Lawrence, Kansas, uh, where we lived at the time, and Sean kept looking out the window and rolling his window down, and looking out the other window, going from side to side in the car, and and Stan goes, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Dad," he goes, "This is in September 1988." He goes, "He goes, I don't think the rapture's happening today," and so he goes, "Well, why do you say that?" And he goes, "Because the skies are are rolling like a scroll." Isn't that what he said? Something like that. The clouds are not rolling back like a scroll. Isn't that what he said? Something like that? He said, because there's, oh yeah, he said, because there's no clouds in the sky. In other words, because, you know, they're supposed to roll back like a scroll. He goes, there's no clouds in the sky. And so, sure enough, we weren't raptured up that day. But this is when, uh, at that time, Stan believed in pre-trib. We were all looking out the window ourselves thinking, Jesus coming anytime soon? Are we going to really be left behind? Anyway, so you sinners, you that are still here, what happened? Okay, I'm in that kind of mood today, I guess. Woo, y'all got to have a fun time today with me. All right, so uh, n- next Saturday, there's a healing deliverance with Lou and Sun He. If, uh, if you're wanting to have this information, uh, maybe you better come up here, Lou, and tell them um, how to get a hold of you, because I don't think we put it on a PowerPoint, and we should have. Uh, but there's a heal- the healing ministry is next, or healing deliverance ministry is next Saturday. If you're in my level two class, my, for training, you're, you're not allowed to go. Sorry. You have to be here. Cause you will not be having excused absent with me. 
uh, because actually in February you're going to be blessed anyway because you're going to have the private session with them. So it'll be even better, right? Anyway, well, he will in just a minute. So anyway, do you want to tell them about it and how to get a hold of you? Healing and Deliverance Seminar, Richardson, Texas. It is 9 to 5. We will have some lunch snacks, and it is at Episcopal. That's a three-bit word. Episcopal (laughs) Church of the Epiphany in 421 Custer Road, Richardson, Texas. If you have questions, you can call me at 972-567-4122. This Saturday, coming up, Healing and Deliverance Seminar. I'll put these out on the back, and if you're out of town, uh, you can come in to Richardson, Texas, book a room, and we'll have a good time. time? Nine to five, nine to five, Saturday, and bring all your sick friends, because there will be healings. (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right, so uh, go and and join them on that. So there's some handouts here, a lot of handouts, so I'm going to need people to hand, I'm going to be able to hand them to. These are dates to remember. Uh, We have a lot coming up, October, November, December, so I wanted to go ahead and put it out. The fall back will be on November the 5th that night. Fall back, you get an extra hour of sleep. So you change your clocks back. So you might want to make sure you take that back and put it on your fridge or somewhere where you'll see it, the mirror, where you'll see it every day. Um, This is also on Saturday, October the 28th. We are going to have uh, children, but adults can come because it's a really cute movie. Uh, I encourage you to come. We're going to have just they're going to have a party like a fall uh, harvest party and they are going to get um do bowling in here and in, the, in there and they're they're gonna paint pumpkins i think not carve pumpkins but they're gonna paint them and they're gonna get candy and they're gonna watch a movie and so uh, i think that even the dots you would really enjoy that so we'll put that out and then it's also next sunday is the first of october so we're gonna go ahead and hand out the schedule for october uh, this has when all the church guys who's speaking. Bible study is on every Friday. You can join that on the Prophecy Club YouTube channel and also Facebook for Prophecy, <coughs> excuse me, Prophecy Club. And that's from 6.30 to 8 p.m. But it will be canceled on October 6th and 13th, so you might make sure you write those dates down. Uh, but anyway, um, we also have a sign-up sheet for people to sign up for fasting and praying for us on certain days while we're gone to Honduras. If you online would like to join in, please send an a email to uh, contact at Spirit Prophecy Church so that we can know that you're going to you're going to join in on, the, on what days to fast and pray that day. Uh, it'll be, you know, whatever kind of fast you can do. We ask for the water fast, but if you can't do, can't do that, fast how you can. But more than anything, you know, pray for us, and we'll be gone from October fifth. Uh, through the 16th now church members and also those that are going to honduras next wednesday thursday friday is our our fast before we go so make sure that everybody that's going to honduras this week sorry i said i said the wrong thing so this week wednesday thursday friday is a fast and so i encourage you as a church to also join us uh those three days too that would be awesome if you would just so that we have more covering and also pray, 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 pray that we have a mini crusade on, help me give me the dates, Tony. We have a mini crusade on October 7th, is that right? On the Saturday the 7th, uh, we have a mini crusade in San Nicholas 
And then on um, uh, then on October 14th is a bigger crusade in Santa Barbara, and we need it to not rain. We need it to not rain at least a couple of days before and for sure on that day of the crusades. And the devil likes to try to come in and just to cause that problem, I'm just telling you. So we have authority, you know that? We have authority over that, and we can pray against it. We don't want to have any kind of hindrances like the rain and having to stand in mud and people who come and stand in mud or can't get there because of all the rain. So we want you, we want you to specifically pray for that also and our protection uh, and et cetera. All right, Tony, come on up here. Uh, would you please stand? Let's pray. Let's get our service going today. Also, I'd like for um, the Honduras people that are going to please stay a few minutes after our service. <laughs> <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much so we can come here in spirit and in truth. And Lord, I, I thank you for your saints that have come here today and those that are watching online because they have such a desire to have truth. And we have such a desire for truth and to bring truth. And any time that we, we step off in the wrong area and we've done something that's not, not according to your word, does it please you? Please, Holy Spirit, please let us know immediately. Let us know immediately so we can change our ways. We can also let the people know, hey, we've made wrong decisions here. We heard wrong. We followed somebody incorrectly. But, Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would give that spirit of truth to everybody in here and everybody that's watching online. And, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that it says in your word that even you offended. <laughs> because I know that the spirit of truth, it it, it offends us sometimes because we're receiving the truth, but we want to change. Also, it can offend others because we give them a truth. We thank you for it. Now, Lord, if there's anybody that's watching online, you are the great to healer. You are the divine healer. You are the one that heals. And by your stripes, they are healed. And so, there's, Lord, there's some that are just watching. Maybe their, their marriage needs healing. Maybe they're there's, um, having trouble with their children, uh, whatever. Maybe it's a, some kind of sickness that they have. We ask right now that you go and minister to them and heal them in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we thank you and we give you praise and honor, glory in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. All right, I'll turn it over to us. Mrs. Young is shaking her head. Oh, no, he's up on stage to do this again. So we have fun at Spirit of Prophecy Church. This is why I love this church. We can get out of our comfort zone. We can get out of the box, just like God came out of the box. And so Prophet Leslie has a school called TrainTheProphets.com, and you guys that can't attend, you need to go on YouTube and check it out for training and equipping the building up of the saints. Amen. So, hey, come back here. Get a picture. Get a shot of my shoes. This is our sock talk. And my socks are snap, crackle, and pop, you know, like the Rice Krispies. It's supposed to be who we are. Tell us about who am I. So I wrote a, a little poem about my socks. And so... 
if you have a religious spirit, you're not going to like this. But we don't uh, live by the letter of the law. We move in the spirit. So this is what I wrote. I wrote a little ditty, and it's really, really hot. It's called the Texas Devil Doodah, Snap, Crackle, and Pop. I'm a snap, crackle, and pop kind of dude. I don't want to be rude, but I do make a lot of noise. I may clap. I may rap. I may tap, tap, tap. I will slap that devil right out of his house, but snap is the sound I've found. I say, let's crackle, y'all. You got to have crackle or the clock's not wound. Geese cackle, feathers tickle, belts buckle, beats pickle. Sometimes I crackle, sometimes I cackle, and sometimes I crow. And I tell the devil just where to go. When I get mad and I see red, I crackle on the devil's head. Crackle makes the world go round. Okay, y'all, pops the sound. The best is missed unless pops been found. So when the devil comes round, just throw him down. You can keep on knocking, but there ain't no stopping when you get to stomping that beast right into the ground. Pop, pop, pop. Take that, devil. All right. We have fun. Okay, now for something more serious. Offering time. You cannot outgive God. And the first offering is Spirit of Prophecy Church. And right here is the bucket. So checks, gold bars, silver coins, all up in here. Amen. And as soon as he told me yesterday, you reap what you sow. So you sow a little, you get a little, you sow a lot, you reap a lot. And in the God's kingdom, you can... Sow and reap a harvest every day. And it's not just finances. Mrs. Young is saying, settle down. You, uh, you see, I'm excited. I like to move around. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Now we will pray. Lord, we know that you know every word we say, the intent of our heart. And Lord, our heart is to build your kingdom. So Lord, I ask that you would bless these people back many times, not just in eternity, but now in this world, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, and that this would be enough to cover all of the bills of the church and also the things that we, we need for the church. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, we thank you for those people that gave. So bless them back 30, 60, 100 fold, and even uh, according to Deuteronomy 111, 1,000 fold. Right. Lord, you can multiply this and you can make this expand. And we are asking you to do that so that everybody has their needs met, whatever they are, whatever they are, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so I'm going to take up an offering um, for Pakistan. Uh, last week, and I told you I would do this again this week, and I ask you to really pray and dig deep. Um, if you need to post-date a check, uh, if you need a, a credit card uh, form and you say I need to postpone this for a couple weeks or something, I'd rather you do that than nothing at all. Um, 
Pakistan really needs our help, the Christians there. So I just want you to watch this uh, little video with me. There's a, actually fire that is going on. Uh, I just was told from Tony that it's actually happening in India. So guess what's coming here to America too, Christians? Uh, we, so if we don't help those in need in other countries, you know, what is God going to think about us that are here in America when we start getting persecuted like this as Christians? I think that we need to help our brothers and sisters in Christ all around the globe. Uh, and Pakistan is especially special to Sharonda and I. We've been there a couple times. Uh, we, we know many of the pastors that, uh, and the families and the people in the streets where these pictures are being shown, where they have actually um, are getting, their houses are getting burned, and they're also their churches are getting burned, or they're being so persecuted and even in their jobs. So please, we need to support them. We need to let them know that we here in America love our brothers and sisters in Christ there, and we don't want them to lose faith. We don't want them to lose hope. We want them to have a strong, strong faith established in them. So I encourage you to to bring your to pray and, and ask the Holy Spirit what you should give to as an offering to help Pakistan. It won't go. <clears throat> Sound. church is so not only is the church being destroyed but also their homes so i encourage you to those of you online you can put uh, the donation put uh, pakistan we also are going to take an offering for honduras but if if you are specifically being called to give it for pakistan please let them let them know in the little box when you donate that it goes to pakistan and we will see that pastor missy gets that this week <clears throat> Sharonda, why don't you come and pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for our brothers and sisters in Christ that are there in Pakistan, especially Philosophy, where these pictures were shown, and also all around the region there and also in India. 
And Lord, we know that persecution is coming here to America. We sow into these countries right now in Jesus' name and say, in the name of Jesus, devil, stop right now what you're doing in the name of Jesus. We ask that you cause favor to come to your brothers, to the Christians there, the brothers and sisters in Christ that we love so much. Lord, give them hope. Give them peace where there seems to be no peace all around them and help them to be that light even to the enemies there that are attacking them. And Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that this would multiply. It would um, help Pakistan and also um, would increase even as I send that out to be sent to them, that even in the trip on the, in the mail, it also it would be, it would be um, increased in Jesus' name. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone here who's given to help these families and churches in Pakistan, Lord. Please allow this money to multiply and allow it to fix their churches and to allow these people to be humbled and remember that they're doing what you asked them to do, Lord. They are doing this because of you. And just remind them, as Stan talked today, that they are still to love the people that are doing this and that them keeping their humble hearts will help turn their hearts around so that they can come to you as well, as well Christ. Just watch over all of this money and everyone in Pakistan and India and even the United States. Let's stop it before it gets here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right, you can take it. All right, so now if you could put up about, okay, we already have it there. Okay, you're hitting me. Uh, so uh, Tony's going to come up, and, and we're going to talk about the, uh, Honduras. With the, we're about to go on a mission trip there, but I just wanted to show you this, a couple of these slides here. Uh, there's eight people, eight, eight, eight people going here from the Spirit of Church, Church, um, and they were celebrating what you're going to see here. They were celebrating Bible Day in Santa Barbara, Honduras. Uh, yesterday um this is where we are going to be ministering at the big crusade is in santa barbara so it's kind of i thought it was kind of neat after i realized and you realized what they were doing it was they're celebrating the bible day I'd like to have Bible Day here in America instead of St. Patrick's Day Parade. How about y'all? Las promesas del Señor means the promises that God are for me today. Isn't that amazing? Well, we saw a sobering pictures of, of Pakistan. That's also happening in India and many other places. And and this is what's coming, you know. Jesus said, if they persecute me, they will persecute you. So that's what's happening. But on the good note is that we're going conquering the world. Psalm 100, it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All you lands, and that's what we make. So right now, we're so excited. 
I think it's 10 days or 11, whatever, less than two weeks, we're going to go to Honduras. And there's going to be soul saved. There's going to be, uh, uh, um, uh, how you call, walls of the devil going down. So it's an exciting time. God bless you all. And thank you. Right here is for Honduras. We need your help so we can go. So you're actually going with us. What you ever, any dollar you put there is to help us go over there and you're going with us. So God bless you. Thank you. And it's open. Thank you, Lord. So those on, online, you can um, put a donation. If, you, if you're putting a donation for Honduras, just let us know that it's for Honduras. Amen. Just put Honduras so they, you know, we know. And thank you so much. Come with us. That's that's what you're doing. When you're donating, you're coming with us. We All the blessings, <clears throat> sorry, all the blessings, all the souls, that's it. So who's going to help me with this? Yes, Pastor. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we want to go to the ends of the earth and win souls. We want to be in sports stadiums proclaiming your name. We want to see people coming out of the stands that were not there to watch a ball thrown or kicked around. But instead, they come in because they want to live eternally with you. We want to see them come down out of those stands with tears in their eyes, down onto the gridiron where they used to kick a ball around or throw a ball around. Instead, now they fall on their knees, giving in their hearts to you. And this is only a small step in that direction. And Lord, we ask that you blow on the plans you put in our heart to win souls, and that this would be just a mere small sampling of what you're about to give financially and also souls-wise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Lord, for what is in this bucket and what all those people online, Lord, uh, you're going to bless them when they donate to for the Honduras, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. We see these beautiful people. They're all all proclaiming your word. They... uh, following your uh, promises, Lord. And Lord Jesus, thank you for all of you, all the people here and in online that are going to be helping us to go into Honduras to win souls. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Jesus. All right. Now it's time to stand up and spread out. There you go. Jonathan's ready. He leaped out of his chair. <laughs> Time to praise our God. Amen. Are you guys excited? I love looking at everybody's happy faces this morning. Yes? You guys excited to praise our God? Amen. Because we better be because we're going to be doing it for a very long time. So get used to it. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and turn the lights down, please. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy and worthy to be praised. Let it be a sweet sound into your ear, Lord. King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. A thousand generations falling down in worship to sing the song of ages to the Lamb. 
and all who've come before us and all who will believe will sing the song of ages to the lamb your name is the highest your name is the greatest your name stands above them all your thrones and dominions all powers and positions your name stands above them all the angels cry holy all creations cry King 
everything I say and do. Let everything I say and do be founded by my faith in you. Lift up holy hands and sing. Let the praises raise. Let the praises raise. Let the praises raise. Let the praises raise. Let the praises ring. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on, are we free? Then let's get to moving, guys. Here we go. Get to moving. You guys are going to walk by faith, and you're going to stand your ground, and you're going to stomp on the devil's head. Come on. Just like he said, snap, crackle, and pop. You just can't stop. Hallelujah. I walk by faith, each step by faith, to live by faith, I put my trust in you. I walk by faith, each step by faith, to live by faith, I put my trust in you. Every step I take is a step of faith. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every prayer I make is a prayer of faith. Come on, tell me who. And if my God is for me, who? Who can be against me? I walk by faith, each step by faith, to live by faith. I put my trust in you. Yes, I walk by faith, each step by faith, to live by faith. I put my trust in you. And every step I take is a step of faith. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every prayer I make is a prayer of faith. Come on, tell me who. And if my God is for me, who? I walk by faith, each step, come on now, by faith, to live, by faith, I put my trust in you, come on, you tell him who's boss, step on that devil's head, all right, now those prayers and those things that you need breaking in your life, now's the time to break down those strongholds, you're saying, "Uh uh-uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, I walk by faith, each step by faith, to live by faith, cause I put my trust in you. Cause I walk by faith, each step 
from the rooftops with freedom hallelujah thank you lord hear our hearts father god let the king of my heart be the mountains where i run the fountain i drink from oh here's my song let the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide, the ransom for my life. Oh, here's my song, cause you are good, good. Oh, you are good, good. the king of my heart feel the fire inside my veins the echo of my days oh here's my song cause you are the king of my heart be the wind inside my sails the anchor in the waves oh here's my song let the king
gonna let You're never gonna let me down You're never gonna let You're never gonna let me down You're never gonna let You're never gonna let me down You're never gonna let You're never gonna let me down You're never gonna let You're never gonna let me down You're never gonna let You're never gonna let me down Lord, you are good the king of my heart be the mountains where i run the fountain i drink from oh here's my song i sing praises to your name oh lord praises to your name Surrender and sing praises to His glorious and mighty name. We praise you, Lord, for Your name is great and great to be praised. I sing praises to Your name. To your name, 
Um, praise the Lord. I'm going to start my message right now. Um, so get ready to put that, that song. Michelle, could you go up back there and put it on? And uh, Sharonda, please come up here and kneel down. Kneel down. I'm going to Honduras. And uh, I'm not going without my anger. And uh, she needs help to be able to go. So um, cut your grocery bill in half this this week because you're going to be fasting, praying for us anyway. And uh, I know I have a team going, and they're going to do a wonderful job. But there's nobody that knows me like Sharonda. Not even Stan can read me like Sharonda. So I ask in the name of Jesus, and Stan, would you get my billfold out? I'll be the first to empty it out. She needs $1,500 to go. But they really need more than that because she'll be out of work for a couple of weeks. So I ask right now, in the name of Jesus, that you would ask the Holy Spirit and you dig down deep. You dig down deep, those that are watching online, put for Sharonda. C-H-A-R-O-N-D-A. C-H-A-R-O-N-D-A. You've sown and sown for us to go to Honduras. But I can't go without my anchor. I can't. I have a great team. But I can't go without my anchor. So I asked in your name. She had no idea I was doing this. He had no idea I was doing this. I had no idea I was doing this. But I ask right now that you come running up here. Come running up here. And to sow into this ministry, my armor bear, my protector. You can take that. All the cash. All of it. And Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that this would be more than enough. More than enough to not only to get her there, but also for lodging for food and for bills that need to be paid. She gives unsacrificially. She gives, I should say sacrificially, not unsacrificially. She sacrifices so much. And I ask that you have a heart to send me with my armor bearer. I agree in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We need your suitcase to put stuff in anyway. (laughs) Can you hand me the basket and can you come up here and pray with me? Barefoot and all. She's standing on holy ground. Praise and worship team, I need you all to stay up here too. This is going to multiply this week. It's going to be such a blessing. You're going to be, wow, God, I didn't know you could do that. And so um, please tell your work today that you need the time off 
And like I said, this is not a reflection on the team because I know y'all would have, and Michelle, you, I know you're going to be right there. You're going to be learning from, 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 um, Sharonda, um, taking notes. I'm not easy and she knows me and we, there's nobody I get along with better than Sharonda. So thank you for all that. And thank you for always being there for me. And thank you for always praying for me and thank you for being knowing what I need before I know what I need thank you for listening to the Holy Spirit and um, we you know we as ministers we need those armor bearers that are more than like-minded with us so Lord I thank you for this offering I thank you that it's going to double triple quadruple and keep going up Lord in the name of Jesus and Lord I thank you I thank you for my sister I thank you that when white mint chocolate, I thank you, Lord, that we are bound together with cords that cannot be broken. Amen. And I thank you, Lord, that that you'll continue to speak to her and tell her the things that are needed before they're even done. And we give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And would you put on when the angels sing and have everybody, that's how I'm going to start my, my video is I want the praise team all of us to sing and the angels cry holy a thousand generations falling down in worship to sing the songs of ages to the Lamb. And all who've gone before us, and all who will believe, will sing the song of ages to the Lamb. Your name is the highest, your name is the greatest, your name stands above them all, all thrones and dominions, all powers and positions, your name, you stand above them all, and the angels cry, your holy, all creation. If you walk in freedom, and if you bear his name, you sing the song forever to the Lamb. We'll sing the song forever, and amen. Amen, amen. Come on. Angels cry, your holy, all creation cries, your holy. You're holy, you're holy forever. 
important talk is so important and I pray right now that those that need to hear this message and to be delivered and set free that it would be that they will receive it they will receive it let it go out to all the world in the name of Jesus I come against those pastors that are teaching the lies about these fallen angels They're teaching lies in the name of Jesus. And I command in the name of Jesus that their flesh would be made known. That they would be revealed to all the world. And that people will come back and serve a holy God. And they would not suffer damnation because they're following the lies. We need to know the truth. We need to know the truth. It's important that we do. So in the name of Jesus, you lies. You lies you're speaking about the Holy Spirit. The lies of a fallen, of a false Holy Spirit. You ministers, you will be found out. And I will expose in the name of Jesus. 
I'm not afraid of you, and I'm not afraid of Satan or all his devils, and I'm not afraid of the fallen angels. I'm protected of the Lord. I have the blood of Jesus over me, and no fiery dart will come near my dwelling in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you're my rear guard, you're my front guard, my side guard. And I thank you that you have your angels in charge over me. I thank you that you have positioned them over me. And just as your angels cry, holy, 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 Lord, I cry holy, holy, holy to you today. Cry out and ask for the Lord to reveal. And if you need to leave a place, leave it. Do you know when you're sowing into those ministries that are teaching the lies that you're actually supporting them, that you're actually joining with them? Just as you give into the offering for Honduras, just as you give into the offering for Pakistan. In other words, like Tony said, you're going with us. You're with them. You're with us, right? So just as you go to these false lies of doctors, I mean uh, doctrines, you go to these places that even preach Pre-trib, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because you're curious? I mean, if you sow into that ministry, guess what? You just became partaker with that ministry. You just became partaker if you're sowing into those that preach the Shekinah and the Kundalini and all the lying signs and wonders. You just agreed with that. Just agree with it. Today, before I get done, you will have the opportunity to come up here before the throne room of God and kneel on your knees or on your face and get before God and say, Lord, forgive me. I erred. I was curious and I erred. If you're in those type of industries, if you're in those type of churches, if you're in a church and you don't believe in pre-trib and they preach preach pre-trib, what are you doing in there? Get out. If you're going to a church that is preaching lying signs and wonders and there's stupid stuff like gold dust coming down, feathers floating in the air, and you know the truth because the truth is going to make you free, and if that is happening to you, get out of it. Well, my family goes there. Who cares? Maybe they will have truth if you leave. Because if you're staying in there, you're supporting them, you're partaking with them, and you're partaking with the devils. Today you'll have an opportunity to repent before the Lord. Hallelujah. Can I hear a praise hallelujah today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know... um, this church might be small, and some people think, oh, that's nothing, nothing. Guess what? <laughs> Praise God for live stream. Praise God for YouTube. Praise God for the Prophecy Club. Praise God for the Train of Prophets. Praise God. We reach thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Mm. I need some water, please. <clears throat> so my message... <laughs> Um, thank you for your you know there's a lie going around 
about calling on the angels to come and heal us, etc. Is this okay? No, it's not okay. You know, these are angels of light. They're fallen angels. And they want to be worshipped, by the way. They want you to worship them, just like Satan wants you to worship him. They want you to worship them. And unfortunately, we have the lies out there in many, many churches, many denominations around the globe because of the, the Americans, the American ministers have gone and preached the lie of the, the lie, not the true gospel. And so these other countries are believing the lie. Not only here in America are Christians falling away and will fall away, but so is all the world. And so I will preach the truth as I, as I receive it from the Lord. I will preach it. People may not like me. I don't care. I have an anger right there, Sharonda. She likes me. She likes me better than my husband sometimes, probably. We love you, Leslie. There we go. Hallelujah. You know, I have a, I have a book called Snake of the House. Also, the Shekinah Not Right. I encourage you to get those. You know, the Shekinah is a lie. It is a fallen angel. Uh, many have, have taught about this Emma right now. This M-O is a, it's a fallen angel. And it all has to do with angel light, and it all has to do with the fallen angels. So receive this spirit of truth in the name of Jesus. We are not to worship angels. We are not. Angels worship Jesus. What we just sing, all the angels cry, holy. Right? All the angels cry and worship Jesus. And we are to do the same. And by the way, angels don't heal. In Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Not with his angels we are healed. With his stripes we are healed. In 2 Timothy 3.13, it says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. This is what's happening. I mean, I have, you know, um, footage about, you know, you can go to the Prophecy Club or Train the Prophets. You'll find it about the Kundalini, the mysticism in the churches, um, these lies that are coming out from Kat Kerr, etc., all these, these, these so-called prophets of God, they're not speaking the truth. I mean, for goodness sake, they're even saying that Santa Claus is in heaven. How stupid is that? Or you can go up there and have your jello. Or if you'd like to have your brownie and cookie with Jesus, you could sit at the table and have it with him. Because Jesus has a sweet tooth. Come on. And people are all the time emailing Santa, so you need to listen to her, you need to listen to her, or you need to listen to him. And he's like, are you kidding me? What are you doing, Christians? Wake up. Are you that gullible to believe that's such a stupid lie that we lost all common sense in this? I, I think so sometimes. And since when? I even have a talk on this. When was Jesus not good enough? When was the Holy Spirit not good enough? When? 
When did we have to rely on all this other stuff? That they're being deceived. And they want to pull you into the deception. Now let's talk about the angel of the setup. This was actually a mockery of divine healing. It's a mockery. It was an angel of the Lord. In John 5, 4 through 8, it says, For an angel, which is, I say it's not an angel of the Lord. You, you'll see why in a minute. Went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole and whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie, he knew that he had been down a long time in that case. He said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? And the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. And Jesus said unto him, The true healer, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. This angel at Bethesda was a fallen angel. They were worshiping a fallen angel. They were not worshiping Jesus. Now, there's one they call, especially the Catholics, they call on St. Raphael, or Raphael, this angel. They say he was one of the seven archangels who stands before the throne of God. Lie. He is also one of, uh, one of only three angels whose names have been revealed through sacred scripture. Lie. His name in various translations means God heals, divine healer, or medicine to God, for he has received his healing mission from the Lord. Lie. He is in the patron saint of travelers, blindness, all bodily ills, doctors, nurses, medical caregivers, and joyful meetings. Lie. Uh, he ha- his feast day is now cel- celebrated along with St. Michael and St. Gabriel on September 29th. At the time I'm doing this taping, that's just next weekend. Uh, St. Raphael is generally believed to be the angel of healing, mentioned in John 5-4, who came to the pool of Bethsaida. Raphael is a fallen angel. That is not who heals. Jesus heals. St. John explains that an angel of the Lord is sitting at a certain time stirring the waters. Nope, it was not the Lord that, stir, that had him stir that. It was it's a fallen angel. So that those who washed in them were healed. So why did, first of all, why did Jesus go there? Why did he go? Can I go back? Hang on. Why did Jesus go? Why? To expose, right? I, I, we're going we're gonna to talk about that in just a minute, but I want you to watch this video. And don't receive it, but I want you to see what um, many believe that this Raphael, this angel, does. Dear Archangel Raphael, please send your healing green light to every cell in my body and to every part of my being. Please allow this healing to create a state of perfect health 
within my mind, within my body, and within my energy field so that I may enjoy life to the fullest extent. Please also send this healing to all of my loved ones and to everyone around the world who is in need of healing at this time. I say this prayer with the deepest gratitude and love. Amen. Blasphemy as far as I'm concerned. Um, when these people pray for Raphael to heal them or anywhere else that they go to call on his fallen angels to heal them, they are receiving an evil spirit. They are receiving the demonic. And many are going to lose their salvation because of it. Many will. The reason that Jesus went to, I believe, the pool of Bethesda was that he was, the, first of all, this was a mockery. So, in other words, anybody that was going to be the first in the pool, the first in the water, it has nothing to do with faith, does it? It's a very religious. This still goes on today with works of fallen angels, not trusting God. They trust the angels. What happened? Why are we trusting angels? Uh, it's like a lottery. In other words, the fastest sick person <laughs> in the pool wins the lottery. So if you really need a touch from God, you're not going to make it. Fallen angel, not the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus went there to show that these healings were not of God. He went there. The man who Jesus healed didn't even know who he was. And Jesus went to him and said, sin no more, for he was God. I hate to do this to you. You better say I love you, Leslie, before you see this. And mean it. This is Ruth who says, is it biblical to ask that angels administer healing to someone? Well, it's certainly biblical that angels healed. Uh, you see the um, pool of uh, Bethesda, the, uh, that angels stirred the water. There's also one of the archangels, Raphael, who was, his name means healing of God. Uh, but we have a better promise. And the better promise is that Jesus shows up and heals. And that by his stripes, you are healed and then you were healed. That's what uh, St. Peter said. Uh, by his stripes, we were healed. Uh, so um, will God send his angels and heal? Yeah. Does that still happen today? Yeah. Uh, but the greatest news, he sent his son to heal all of us. And when we receive him, we receive all that we need. Yeah, I hate to do that to you. I mean, millions watch this program. Many Christians watch this program. And he just put angels on the same level as Jesus Christ. Didn't he? Jesus is God. Jesus is God. He's the one that heals. I, when I pray for people, I'm praying in faith with you. I'm just a vessel praying with you. I'm not healing you. It's Jesus healing through, through, I mean, many times through me, but to you. It's not me. If you start looking at me, or Pastor Lou, or Pastor Stan, or Pastor Sunhi, anybody like that, then it's, you're looking at the wrong place. It's Jesus. 
In Hebrews 1, 14, oh, it says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Look at this because I've been contemplating this for a while. It says, Minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. They're ministering for them who, who shall be heirs of salvation. Are for, or is it for those that have not accepted the Lord yet? I believe so. Right? He's sending them out to minister to them. They're ministering spirits. You know, God's angels are messengers. That's how he ministers to them. When an angel of the Lord has ever come to me, there's a message. They're messengers. God's angels don't have a ministry of their own. And these people are lifting them higher than Jesus Christ. Worshiping the angels. Oh, they don't need Jesus in the service anymore. We got the gold dust. We got the feathers. Oh, why, we have gems coming down from the sky. Lies. And you're believing the lies. And it's time to stop. It's time to stop being seduced by these evil spirits and say, forgive me, Lord. If you ever thought that there was ever a chance that you had somebody lay hands on you that transfer this to you, today is your day to repent before the Lord. And we will do that here soon. When did the healing power of the Lord Jesus become not good enough? I already said that. When did listening to the Holy Spirit become not good enough? When? When is the question? This came to Stan. It came to him in an email. He sent it over to me. He says, you can answer this. Pastor Stan, I'm going to a prayer group that is starting to talk about quantum, quantum physics and embracing your emotions to connect to the Holy Spirit. She goes, this doesn't seem quite right to me. Do you think Christianity is in line with quantum physics? Or do you think it's New Age teachings, sincerely, such and such? So let me tell you what quantum physics is. Quantum physics is the study of matter and energy at the most fundamental level. It aims to uncover the properties and behaviors of the very building blocks of nature. (laughs) Nature. Uh, While many quantum experiments examine very small objects, such as electrons and photons, quantum phenomena are all around us, acting on every scale. In other words, whatever your reality that you want it to be is yours today. Whatever you feel like is in the atmosphere, whatever kind of vibration, whatever kind of energy you might think it is, you can just go with quantum physics and say, it must be the Holy Spirit trying to connect me to it. Quantum physics laws tells us that life is not made of matter, but of vibrations that escapes time and space. So they want you to believe about these vibrations and this energy. And they're, they're getting into this trance, many of them, that go to these places, getting into these blanking their minds, etc., and just going to let these vibrations come in and this uh, energy that's there that's going to flow so that you can receive the Holy Spirit. Is that how the Holy Spirit works? No. It's not. Matter of fact, Holy Spirit is not even an emotion. You understand? Now, when I got saved, there's salvation. Yes, I cried and cried and cried. It was like a cleansing on me. But when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, it was such a joy. It was such a peace. I had the gifts of the Holy Spirit in me. People try to get too much into the emotions of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
They try to get into the vibrations and the energy, and that's not what it is. The Holy Spirit does things decently and in order, and you can hear him and you can understand and you can change lives because you listen and obey. Christians are falling away from faith in Jesus Christ. Christians are turning away from Christ and his word to receive the answer. Aren't they? Let's don't be that here, and let's don't be those that are watching this. Christians are turning to methods such as psychology and doctrines of men. In 1 John 4, 1, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Do we have false prophets today? Yeah. And many are believing these false prophets, and they're thinking they heard from God. No. Start waking up, as Dimitri Dudeman said. Wake up, America. Wake up, Christians. Wake up. In Galatians 1, 8 says, But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, then that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Guess what is happening? These Christians around the globe so-called Christians, and for sure these leaders, they're being cursed. And they're releasing that curse to God's people. Where they're blinded. Blinded. It is time that a little five-foot woman comes and tells you the truth. Guess what? I'm not really five-foot in the spirit. And if you don't know that, just ask my husband. He'll tell you. <laughs> Do we put too much emphasis on angels? I believe so. Holy Spirit is to be our guide. That still small voice is to be our guide. That's the best way to hear from the Lord is that still small voice. You know, because these fallen angels have come into the world, you got to make sure it really is as an angel of God that comes. Can't believe every spirit that comes. Can't believe it. If we're trying to discover this hidden whatever and pursue these experiences in the spirit realm, the Lord, the Lord warns us to not do that. We get so uh, caught up in trying to figure it all out. Why not just believe? Just believe the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, they're one. They're God. Now, the Catholics... Uh, yes, they pray to the holy angels. They pray for us to appear in one of the, the official litanies, in other words, the prayers. And on September 29th, like I said a minute ago, that the feast of the archangels Michael and Gabriel and Raphael, many across the globe are going to be worshiping them that day, celebrating them that day. On October 2nd, celebrate the memorial of the holy guardian angels. They're worshiping and honoring the angels. Also, in the Kabbalah, you know, the Jewish mysticism, they talk about at least 72 angels there, and they worship them because they're into mysticism. Are you going to be into mysticism? Or are you going to put your nose to the King James Bible? That's what I'm asking you to do. There's more saints that the Catholics and others worship. Uh they, you know, some places mention about 10,000. Some have a lot more. I mean, this this is a lot. Uh, they are more than 10,000 saints recognized by the Roman Catholic Church. I think they keep adding them. 
Uh, though the names and histories of some of these holy men and women have been lost to history, and the saints of the church are a diverse group of people with varied and interesting stories, and they're worshiping these people that have died. What are we doing? Why are we worshiping the dead? Why? Why are we worshiping the, the, the statues? Why? Total deception. This came from the Catholic perspective. It's God's will that we ask the saints to pray for us. No, it's not. That's the way God set it up, they said. Because our request will be answered if we pray to the saints. Oh, really? Yeah, book, chapter, and verse, right? What's that one that <clears throat> they prayed? Is it St. Anthony or something? I don't know. And he's supposed to protect them, bring back something? I don't know. There's so many saints out there. They, you know, it's, it's, you know, I don't know why the Catholics pray, pray, pray to the dead. And if you're a Catholic, repent, get on your face and say, Lord, forgive me. You know, the devil has a hold on you if you are a Catholic. If you're Catholic, he has a hold on you, keeping you tied to that lie. Tied to the lie. Get out of it. What are you doing? Why are you moving beads around praying the same prayer on these beads? You think that's going to do anything? There's one mediator between us and, and God. Who is that? Jesus. You don't pray to saints. Remember like the Hinduism? They have over 30 million core of Hindus, gods, and goddesses that people pray to. That's where the Kundalini and Shekinah are. Uh, this Todd Bentley, I talked about him last time. He prays to the angel of revelation. And he's not the only one, by the way. Uh, Kat Kerr and some others, they pray to the angel of finances. And so does uh, um, Patricia King. Prays to the angel of finances. Really? Who is your provider? Jesus. Why are we praying to the angels that lie? We might as well go into Rosicrucianism and start believing that, that we don't need to pray to Jesus because he's too busy. We'll just ask the guides to go and bring in the funds to us. That's what this really is. He prays to the angels of winds of change. I have heard that. I'm like, I'm going to have, we want the winds of change here. What? The angel of finances, the angel of wisdom, the angel of healing. That's who he prays to. So now I'm going to talk more about Emma. I talked a little more. I had talked last time about Emma. And so we're going to continue about this, this fallen angel, Emma, who many of these lying signs and wonders are, are worshiping, but also these false prophets out there are preaching and bringing her in to the meetings. They're bringing her in. So who is this Emma they're speaking to? Uh, Emma, who is a Buddhist deity enthroned in hell. And then I came up on this reading. I I think it was um, from David Wilkerson, which I really, really admired. I felt like he was really hearing from God. It's too bad we lost him. But he said, this is where I had heard it. He said that Patricia King influences Todd Bentley in his early years. And she came out of the occult. And I believe she's trying to Christianize 
Occult practices like gold dust, diamond dust, gemstones, feathers, and angels of light. And so a lot of this, yes, it's going around the globe. We were even, last time we were in Honduras, I, I showed them and I talked to um, our guide over there and stuff and our, um, our driver and also the guy who sets everything up, Salvador, his family. And I talked to him about Shekinah and they were floored. As a matter of fact, his son even had a band called Shekinah, right? And he changed it. You know, this is what's happening. These Americans go over there and they tell them to believe in this Shekinah, believe in this Emma. She's going to take care of all your needs, by the way. No. And then we get into Revelation, Stan's favorite book. And he could do a lot more justice than me, but I'm just trying to, trying to tell you that you've got to be careful who you listen to. You know, have you heard of this uh, uh, med bed? Where do you think that's come from? Alien technology? They even say it's alien technology. Uh, well, this even talks about saying you even say where they, they desire to die and they can't even die because this they get into this med bed and they just continue there the people are saying please let me die please let me die and they continue to be healed over and over and over again because it's alien technology which is really fallen angel stuff very very demonic and people are going to run to that because they're desperate for healing or something guess what if you're sick and you're and you're a christian and there's nothing is healing you that the lord's not healing you guess what you're about to see your maker you're about to see Jesus, and you're about to fall on your face before the throne room of God. You're going to worship him forever. How bad is that? Anyway. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in there. And it was given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, Satan, fall the fallen angels, whose names are not written in the book of life, and the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up uh, out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake like a dragon. And he exercised all the power of his first beast before him, and caused the earth of them which dwell in there to wish therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. Fallen angels. That's what they're getting into, because they're worshiping these fallen angels, this demonic. And then the last thing in 13, 14, it says they had a wound by a sword and they did live. But they're praying, I want to die. Please let me die. I want to give you a warning. You know, danger, Will Robinson, danger, Will Robinson, right? He said, there are those of us who speak the truth like I'm trying to do to you right now. And we are, they say that we're the ones that they want to cast evil upon because they want to curse us. They say, I'm judgmental. I'm not walking in love. I love you so much that I desire to give you the truth. I love you more than these lying prophets out there. I love you more than these lying ministers out there. 
And I want you to be free. Be free. Ask forgiveness. Ask the true Holy Spirit to come into your life. That's who I want you to worship is Jesus. Not a fallen angel. That's how much I love you. That I'm willing to have you attack me stupidly because it's all going to come back on you, by the way. If you curse me, in the name of Jesus, it comes back to you. You may say that again. If you curse me, it's going to come back to you. In Jesus' name. I'll not receive it. And I don't receive it. So don't even try. I'm blessed and not cursed. There is a revival coming. Right? Oh, it's going to be so wonderful. We're going to be so caught up in the spirit. And we're going to be so seduced by these fallen angels. And we're just going to worship him. We're going to get orgasms and all kinds of stuff because it's so wonderful. Or true repentance, what was really, truly a revival. That's where you're going to see. You're going to see people crying before the Lord on their face. They're going to be crying out. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, I've sinned against you. You are holy and you are righteous. I have fallen short of the glory of God. That's what true repentance is. And there will come a day we'll have those football stadiums sand, but they're going to be on their face before God. We might not even get up to have the praise and worship because we're all going to be on our face before God worshiping him. That's what I see. Because the, the praise and worship team are not going to be able to stand. They're going to say, forgive me, Lord. I messed up. That's what revival is. But you have these out there right now saying, oh, the revival's coming, the revival's coming. Mm. We're not there yet. We haven't received enough heartache. It's coming. Revival. It starts and ends and all in between with the power of the Holy Spirit. It causes conviction to come to the people. People find out who God really is. Their hearts follow God's word and then they follow his commandments and they accept Jesus, the true Jesus, as their savior. That's what true revival is. In 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, it says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. I don't want you to fall away. I want you to come back to Jesus. Come back and say, I have received a false Holy Spirit, a fraudulent spirit. I want the true Holy Spirit of God come be my life. I implore you to come and say, I want you, Jesus. Because many are going to fall away. Many are going to fall away. But you need to be that seed that plants the truth. If you do nothing else, be that seed that plants the truth. Great revival comes when there is a falling away. And that is coming. 
but many are going to be deceived. Are you? Oh, Lord, please open our eyes. Let us not be deceived in Jesus' name. How many of you pray that often? Oh, yeah, please don't let me be deceived, Lord. I want the truth. Please give me the truth. Please give me the truth. Just this morning, please give me the truth, Lord. Let me see the truth about your, your, your word. This thing I'm bringing. Oh, Lord. We might be a minority, but, but we can be in the spirit realm a majority. In 1 Corinthians eleven nineteen, it says, For there must be also heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. Heresies are here, but we can see the works of Satan if we will just open our eyes. We rely on the teaching of the Holy Spirit because the truth is revealed in the Word of God. Amen? And in Jeremiah ten twenty three says, O oh Lord, I know that the, the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. We are not to direct our steps. Jesus is to direct our steps. Are people looking for lusty pleasures of the flesh? All the time. And Christians are just this, this, this stupid, like, I don't even know what to call it. I mean, they think they're so spiritual and so close to God, and they're so far away. I don't understand. How can they be so deceived? I don't understand. I really don't understand. Do you understand? You've seen them? Do you understand how they could be, oh, so giddy? Like, you know, I, I don't even know what to say. I'm just basking and letting the, you know, the prayers just blank in my mind and just feeling just that presence, just putting on that worship music and just letting it just, what in the world? Material success, or should we receive and desire spiritual success? That's what we need to do. First Corinthians ten twenty one says, "You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils." Like Stan said earlier, you can't hang out with the wrong people and turn out right. You remember the lessons, Leslie, in that Dad taught y'all. You were younger than the son, the boys. Yeah, the pool table. So he had, I don't know, probably Bentley at the time. And he said, get up on that pool table. Come here, kids. I want you to see something. And so Stan took Bentley's hand because he was on the pool table. He said, here's the friends that are not following Jesus Christ. I want you to pull me up. Pull me up. Get me up on the table right with you. Get me up on this pool table. He couldn't do it. He said, now I want you to see what they're doing to you. If you're hanging out with the wrong people, phew, and he falls off the pool table. Do you think that lesson stuck with them? Yeah. Do you think they had a lot of friends? <laughs> Leslie and you have a lot of friends? No, still don't. I don't either. Praise God for Sharonda. How you, how, how you like me? I don't know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I mean, do you understand that, that visual I just gave you? There's a new world religion. It's here. It's causing inclusion. They're letting new age, all kinds of stuff. They call you know, Chris Long coming and speaking from the pulpit. I will share a pulpit with you. No, you're becoming a partaker if you're allowing the devil in your church. 
If you're partaking by offering to them, you're partaking in that ministry, and now you can have a, a chance of being deceived because you just partnered with them. In other words, to put it simple, you can't say Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven anymore. They don't want you to say that. They want to say, all roads, stupid, stupid, go to heaven. There is one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. Accept him now as your Lord and Savior, Savior and say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me, I have sinned. I believe you're the God. You're the righteous God. You're the only God. And in you I will trust. In you alone I will trust. Don't believe this angel of light, fallen angels. Don't believe Satan. Amen? Oh, my goodness, there's so many out there. There's so much evil. And why God has me bringing these type of messages and revealing to me, I don't know, but praise God, give me more. Because I desire your people to be free. I don't want them to not receive Jesus. I want them to know the truth. I want to end with this song that we just sang at the beginning of my talk here today. If you can get it on. I, I want you to sing it. I want you to come to the altar. And I want you to say, Lord, forgive me. If there's ever been anybody that laid hands on me and they were a fallen angel or they were corrupt or they were the wrong spirit, whatever it may be, you might not even know. Be cleansed. Say, Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me from this unrighteousness. Forgive me where I've partaken in with the wrong people. Forgive me, Lord, in Jesus' name. And all you who are watching this, get on your face now before God. Get on your face before God and say, please forgive me. Listen, Leanne, would you all come and sing? Please forgive me. And if you up here, you and the team need to get on your face, you could get on your face before God too. Ask forgiveness. Be an example. Any come. Hallelujah. Please make your way. Make your way. And Pastor Lou and Sunhi and Stan and I will come to you. We'll pray in agreement with you. I know us four have been cleansed from this. So I could trust that us four, when we lay hands on you, we're going to partake the truth of the Lord and not to lie. Not to lie. Amen. You can start it. Sure enough. <laughs> The angels cry, holy, holy, holy. Are you going to cry, holy, holy, holy right now? Are you going to ask forgiveness right now? Yes. You're so holy, Lord. I sing this song every night all night long. I can't get it out of me. A thousand generations falling down in worship 
to sing a song of ages to the Lamb. And all who come before us, and all who will believe, will sing a song of ages to the Lamb. Your name is the highest, your name is the greatest, your name you stand above them all. All thrones and dominions and powers and positions, who stands Jesus Christ above them all, and the angels cry. Your And those people watching, they remove it, they release it, they cancel it in Jesus' name. They don't receive it anymore. Sing the song forever to the Lamb. Sing the song forever and amen. Angels cry. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Oh, 
King of Kings. Holy, you will always be. Holy, holy forever. Amen, amen, amen. You will always be. Christ, holy, 